Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the DoubleClutch.ca podcast. I'm your host, Nick, managing editor of DoubleClutch.ca magazine, and I'm joined in studio by our regular crew. We got Nathan and Imran. And for those who might not be aware, we are a dedicated gaggle of gearheads that have been running this magazine for the better part of 10 years to give ourselves an excuse to play with the latest and greatest in the world of cars. And this week and last week, since we missed you all, uh, we had a bunch of boxes to play with. Imran, tell us about your box. I had, uh, I guess, the biggest box. The, yeah, it was a uh, fine box. Yeah. It was a very box. It's yeah. very box. Wow. Yeah. Very yeah. box and a good and a fine box. Yeah, it was a yeah. really fine box. It's not what I expected. So I had a Land Rover Defender 130 mm. Outbound. So so, he, so here's what strikes me a little weird about the Outbound. It's based on the 130, which is the long wheelbase three-row. Yeah. But it doesn't have the third row. Yeah, and I don't really know why. Well, oh, weight I, savings, obviously. Isn't third, is yeah. third row it's an option, the, though? It's the track version. <laughs> For men, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it has a panel van set up to it yeah. where the the rear windows are covered up with like a body a, a body colored panel. Oh, it ha- so does it have? Because I know like there's all kinds of different like accessories and, and shit for these. So does yours have like the adventure box hanging off the back? Or no, no, it didn't have any of that. It didn't have a window and, at all. No, so there was a rear windshield. Yeah, and then this the rear windows in the third row yeah. were just covered up by. Huh. Uh, a panel, and you can actually see it. Like there's can you the glass panel. I actually tried to kind of pick at it just a little bit, but no, I don't think so. What's the function of that? I don't get it. I don't know. I actually don't even think it looks particularly good huh. in, in white. I think the Defender itself looks yeah. great. I actually like how it yeah. looks. Yeah, they fucking crush that yeah. design. That thing yeah. looks really good. Yeah. That is like a, that's great, like retro, postmodern, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, and like design. without without going overboard either. Yeah, like I, I think they just like. It's just nice, and it's not like mm. trying to. It's not trying to be too manly or anything mm. like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like not it's too just, retro. It's not too gruff. It's just like they nailed that. Yeah, like I think the front end is perfect. Something about something about the rear tail lights with those. Uh, the main the main tail lights have those two squares, and then there's yeah. those little squares in on them. The inside. No, yeah, no squares on the inside. Squareception. Do you, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it trips me out for some reason. I don't know why. It's more different. Yeah, I've seen a bunch with like alternating color schemes for like the rear window, and then um, no wait, forget it. I actually don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> but yeah, overall, like I, I thought it was great. I don't understand all the the outbound stuff because. Yeah. Um, so, so what does the outbound package get you? So from what I could tell, it's it's the panels over the rear windows. Okay, it's uh, and you do get like off-road tires yeah okay um, are those panels not like mount points for those like adventure accessory boxes i'm thinking is there that, that's kind of what i'm thinking or is it yeah. just a flat panel it's literally just a flat panel like you would yeah huh. it's absolutely flat panel there does not appear to be any sort of mounting wood. i know that sort of what? adventure cage thing you're talking about like, yeah so um, like the standard defenders they they still have the panel but it doesn't take up the whole window but that kind of serves as the mounting point for like Certain accessories like the uh, like the like the uh, oh. I th- what's what is it the water tank I yeah I think you can get on the on the defender and that sort sort of mounts on the panels uh, but it doesn't take up the whole window. No, I'm looking at so I, I've gone on the <laughs> internet and I'm looking at this and Imran. Not that I doubted you, but like yeah, it's just covered up. It's just a flat panel. Yeah. There's nothing on it. Yeah, I'd, just, I'd love to know what it's they for. They just have the panel covered, or they have the window covered for reasons. For hmm. car to protect your cargo, it's more, Maybe to more protect private. Your the cargo, outbound is yeah. more private because you're going to places and you're putting all your stuff in it because you're outbound. I oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. There all you right, go. we figured it out. We solved it. Yeah, yeah. Solved it. Land Rover marketing. You need some help, call Nathan. Actually, <laughs> what I would like to solve. So you said that wasn't what you expected. What did you expect? I just okay, so I didn't expect it to be so good on road. Yeah, it's a Land Rover. I I know, but it's just like it had the off, you know stubby off road tires, mm-hmm. uh, and it just drove very well. Uh, body motions were surprisingly well controlled. Um, like I'd say, I road tripped the Atlas Cross Sport, mm-hmm. and it was great. I really liked it, um, but I kind of felt like this felt like weirdly more competent 
um, which is a really strange thing to say because mm-hmm. uh, it's not meant to be that type. Yeah. But it just felt like well, it just felt very well controlled. Like it was, it was, it was carrying its weight really well. That's air suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> And then uh, just like Land Rover general like genius suspension tuning, they're yeah. really good at that. Yeah. yeah, and it just it just really was that. And then like the interior is great. It's a lovely place to sit. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. great interior. Um, doesn't feel it's not as upscale as other uh, Land Rovers. Yeah, uh, which makes sense. I mean, this is supposed to get yeah. It's meant to be dirty. utilitarian. Yeah, but I do love the make the mix of like various colors and textures. Yeah, so one of the cool things, uh, and I don't know if this is an outbound thing or just a yeah. Defender thing, but um, it actually has, like, exposed body in the in- on the inside doors. Oh, that's right, yeah. Like, they deliberately like, just, like, kind of left that <coughs> sort of like, unfinished. Like, yeah, like, uncovered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that a Defender thing or an outbound thing? I think that is just a Defender thing. Yeah. From I what so I recall, too. don't yeah. hold me to it. But, like, yeah, it's a callback to the old ones where, like... The exterior Bare doors bones. are also yeah. the interior doors. There isn't really yeah. a, so much of a door panel. It's just yeah. there's a door, and it's like legit. It's not like <laughs> yeah. a yeah. plastic piece. Like it's yeah. uh, it's actually like the exposed door, which yeah. is kind of cool. And then then uh, you can see some of the screws kind of holding it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought like that they're cool. leaning into that. Like it's because like Defender's a military vehicle, and they're yeah. kind of like leaning into that heritage of just being like super blunt utilitarian. Yeah, but with that being said, like the like the center stack is great it's mm-hmm. like typical jlr um but like the software yeah. is uh it's very pretty like it's, it's pretty uh, it's pretty it works well enough yeah if i'm not mistaken yeah. it still has physical buttons right it does yeah nice. yeah yeah it has yeah. the full uh that typical uh even for climate control those uh you click it in to turn yeah. the heated yeah. seats and climate all, and all that, that stuff yeah, yeah. yeah and uh yeah it all like works really well yeah. and like i kid you not for some reason my wife like must have commented 10 times on how nice the UI was. On, it's super in the pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, she's like, it's so elegant. Yeah. And J- she's like, why is it in this car? Like, it should be yeah. in every car. That's yeah, what like, she was saying. It, and it is in every JLR. It's yeah. so pretty. Like, yeah. It's just very premium feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it works well, too, like you're saying. Like, yeah. it actually, like, it's not laggy. Everything, everything works. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's very animated, but the animations are, like, fluid and nice yeah. and work good. Yeah. And what I thought was cool was that. No, what's what? Let's say I'm in the audio screen mm-hmm. and I hit settings on the bottom. It'll mm-hmm. be like quick access to related settings, or you go to all settings. Mm-hmm. So huh. that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So depending on what screen you're in, um, it would give you the settings of that relevant screen, or you can jump into everything, uh, which I thought was a clever little yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, like it, it drove great. It looks great. Um, if you want a commanding presence on the road, you lift that thing up to off-road height, and holy hell, is that high? Yeah, um, they they still look good. They've been out for what a couple of years now, and yeah. they still manage to turn his I turn heads. I turn my head every time I see one. Yeah, on the they road. look great. They, I think I think they do like the <laughs> faux military luxury thing. Yeah, approximately one billion times better than the G class. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. So I had it next to my buddy's G, what are they, 63s now, Okay, this right? is perfect. I'm so glad I brought this up. Yeah. So continue. And, uh-huh. and for, for anyone, like, we didn't discuss this off mic. I actually just brought this up out of the blue. <laughs> like, I'm stoked right now. And, Go. And, and yeah, I, I thought the Land Rover looked more commanding, the Defender. Mm-hmm. I thought it, and I thought it looked more modern, yes. Um, and it still had that sort of, tough look to it like i just yeah. honestly i just thought it was a better look even though it's so much cheaper it obviously doesn't perform the same way as a g63 does yeah but uh i actually thought it looked significantly better. yeah and like 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 let's not like mix things up here like the defender is it's a luxury car like yeah. it's a hundred ish thousand dollar luxury yeah. car um it's everything you touch is leather mm-hmm. the screens are pretty the sound system's wonderful like it's a nice place to sit but like they've deliberately left some things looking raw for mm-hmm. that aesthetic yes. without actually affecting the luxuriousness you feel so you have like the luxurious feel and the lux- and the tough aesthetic yeah yes yeah and, and i think on. they like blend that together way better than the G does yeah i mean don't get me wrong the the G class's interior like it's a lot more like, it's nice, but it feels Theatrical. like a 50-year-old military truck that someone put leather panels in. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is more like, it's more as typical Mercedes fashion, like glitz and glamour. Yeah. Um, it does seem like it's trying a lot yeah. harder. Yeah. Um, and it is something, what, like three times the price, which I don't think it's Approximately justified. Approximately three, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have me a Defender. I haven't driven mm. a G63, but, but I was perfectly content with mm-hmm. a Defender. Yeah, I've got a shorter faster defender you have the 110 coming up i have the 110 coming up Ooh, but is it nice. has it got like the juicy motor it's got the v8 yeah it's got the juicy motor yeah. so you have like, the oh, inline six in it right yeah, yeah. which okay. was which was that how was that motor because I, I i've i've never driven one and i've always wanted to i've heard very good things about that engine there was absolutely nothing wrong with it like it was perfectly fine mm-hmm. like i had to compare and contrast to a b58 <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> Let's, God's let's, own let's engine. Not, let's, let's not go there. It's not. It's not as refined. Um, oh, but it's no. But there's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah, no, e- I believe yeah. it. Like, it's e- like they're a great motor from everything I've heard. Yeah, even from a power delivery perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I had to uh, when I was like doing the, the research on the car. It. I then realized that there's an upgraded motor available. So. Yeah. So in that sense, like the power felt perfectly adequate, and yeah. then you're like, oh shoot, like. I can lop off another second off the zero to sixty yeah. time on this yeah. car, which you totally don't need to. But, yeah, but like but, you uh, can. But the straight six is nice and it's like smooth and does good power delivery and yeah. sounds good enough. And yeah, yeah. Like when we good. had so when we had that Nick, when you and I had that like ridiculous long wheelbase limousine Range Rover. Yeah, over the, the summer. Oh, that yeah. one. Like when I was doing the research for that, I'm reading about the base one for like 140 grand with a straight six and the short wheelbase. I'm thinking like that sounds kind of perfect i would actually really love to drive that that sounds amazing so i think so i re- when I, when i was uh when i was re- returning the defender there was yeah. a 110 there like the shorter wheelbase one that's yeah. probably the that's one probably the one getting. i have coming up yeah it didn't look like it was top spec but i um but i think that would be the 130 felt a little long the 130 yeah i remember we had ben had a 130 last year i remember thinking like it's they didn't integrate the length well it's just rear overhang yes. or at least it yeah. looks like it's just rear overhang yeah and, and i just don't Personally, I wouldn't have a use for a car. Yeah, that like big, the 110 so. looks like what it was supposed to look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I think it looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, you're probably going to love that. Yeah. When do you have that? Uh, second week of January, second oh, or third nice, week of January. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get any bad weather. I kind of wish I did because I wanted to try Just to play that. with it, yeah. Yeah, right? And you couldn't. So hopefully you get some. some when, stuff. I, when I get like something off roady like that, I try to find like a trail or a field or something yeah. that I can just like go abuse it and see yeah, if it works. W- where? Where I would well, love. Well, we can't tell you. If we tell you, I we'd have to kill you. <laughs> there's always something around. I would love to. Yeah, it just it's surprisingly <laughs> hard. It's hard, but there's always something around. It's interesting that Nathan, when you mentioned uh, that the inline six is like the sweet the sweet spot of like you know that's all you need in the Range Rover. That's also the same engine that that the Range Rover Sport P440e has the plug-in hybrid. Uh-huh. Uh, that that I had earlier this year, and I do agree with you. That is very well matched to the cars to the to Range Rover's um, weight, weight, right. and just general yeah. feel. Like just being a big creamy straight sex. Yeah. like they're sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do feel like between the but 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 back to the Defender for a sec. Uh, between the between a full jam. Bronco with Sorry, run that by me again. Full jam. Full jam. Full jam. Mm-hmm. Uh Bronco with with the EcoBoost V6 the non Raptor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a The one I had last year. Yeah. Actually this week last year. Oh. Yeah. What's that price tag? Seventy ish. I want to okay. say high seventies. Okay. Mine was a mine was a two door. Mine was like loaded like Badlands like Badass, yeah. Everything, everything off road you could get, <laughs> short of the Raptor, in a two door. Did it have the the winch? Can, isn't that like an accessory? Did not have a launch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so between the full jam, uh, sorry, what? full jam, full jam, <laughs> uh, Bronco with with V six, uh, the a Wrangler Rubicon and a base ish Defender three door. I think I'm going Defender. How much is Amber on your phone right now? How what? much is a, a shorty Defender? Like like the the most basic Defender you can get because like they're obviously playing different games. Or right? like a loaded Bronco would be comparable to a base base Defender. Back in twenty one, when I when I had the three door, uh, I I I think it started it started around sixty five, but but uh, you could get a reasonably well equipped one with a four cylinder engine mm-hmm. for. 
roughly seventy five. Roughly cylinder? Yeah. Yeah. Three door a like three like door a, sh- a three door ninety a like a shorty defender. with a four cylinder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but the thing is, at that price point, you're up against like a loaded Bronco and a loaded Wrangler. Yeah, but the luxury might be worth it. It might, like, for some, right? Like, I, ha- I haven't done, driven a Defender in long enough to speak with confidence on this. I would say a Defender is probably a much nicer driving vehicle. The Bronco felt very trucky. Wranglers feel yeah. very trucky. Yeah. Bronco feels better than the Wrangler. By a, a yeah. good margin. They still feel trucky, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're loud, trucky, bouncy, jouncy. Also, do you think that there's still more sort of... Uh brand appeal to a Land Rover Defender versus a Bronco. I know Bronco has a lot of nostalgia, but... That's, they all have really, a lot of nostalgia. I think it depends. They're all, it, yeah, they're yeah. all heavyweights in terms I, of like I don't brand think appeal. they're getting cross-shopped. See, really? Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either, even though like, it totally do, makes sense yeah, that they though, would. It, yeah, yeah, like it's a very logical comparison to make. They do <clears> similar <throat> things with similar aesthetics, but I don't think they're getting cross-shopped because of who's buying them. Hmm. So Defender finally found it. Uh, Defender S... Uh, 90 is 77.3. Okay, so they, they did get a bit more expensive. Uh, is, is is that with a four-cylinder or the inline-six? This is six? the P300, so I think it's the four-cylinder. That would be the four-popper, if I recall. Yeah, two-liter yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. turbo. Whereas, okay. like, like, the two-door Badlands I had last year, that was, like, with the the EcoBoost 6 and yeah. had everything, I, th- I think, was, like, 72. Okay. 72 Ooh. or Fair 75, enough. something like that. But either way, like... And those things look freaking good, too. They, they look do. pretty badass. They, they are badass, is the thing. Yeah. So speaking of boxes on wheels, Nathan, what did you have last week? Uh, I had two boxes. Where do you want to start, Nick? Uh, let's start with the bigger box. <laughs> bigger box. Uh, so Kia graciously flew me out to Arizona to evaluate their new box. Uh, it is a very good box. It is a terrific box. I'm actually, I think this box is going to sell a lot. It's a very good box. Yeah, so I helped. Yeah. So I... I held back asking you about this because yeah. I wanted to hear it on air. Okay. Um, so we have not had a conversation about this vehicle whatsoever. Nope. Actually, um, this is correct. Yeah, we've not yeah. spoken about this off mic whatsoever. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. Okay. So the box is uh, the Kia EV9. It is the first three-row electric SUV from a mainstream automaker. Um, it's good. It's real good. Like, they did their homework. They mm-hmm. set, like, a pile of benchmarks across yeah. the industry, and they crushed them all. Like, the thing is very good and very aggressively priced. So, pure electric? Pure electric. There's no option. It's... I shouldn't say that. There are options of powertrain, but they're all oh. pure electric. Okay. Um, options being, like, pretty much what you would expect. Single motor, dual motor, big battery, small battery. Um, is it the same stuff in the EV6? Don't hold me to it. I, no, like in short answer, no. Oh. Um, it's on like their new fourth gen battery tech. They revised the battery casing for like better coolant flow, uh, so it's more efficiently able to stay in the optimum temperature range for a battery. Nice. That's um, revised internally to be like just mechanically simpler with fewer connections, so just more efficient flow yeah. of power and like simpler serviceability. Should that become an issue down the line. How do you compare it uh, size-wise to, like, a Telluride? A Telluride. Almost exactly the same. Really? Yeah. Like, it, it looks a lot bigger. It does. It looks bigger. It like, looks all their massive. press photos, it looks huge. Yeah. It is, like, within a centimeter of a Telluride. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or, sorry, size? within half an inch of a Telluride. Right. Um, no, we're Canadian. Bro, what the fuck is a centimeter? <laughs> <laughs> Speak freedom. <laughs> freedom units. Um, um, yeah. It... So the options are, I can't remember the small battery. They've set it up such that the like basic model with the smaller battery and the single motor flies just under the 60 grand mark mm-hmm. to get that federal subsidy. <coughs> under 60? Under 60. For a three-row three fully electric SUV. That's wow. pretty good. Yes. That'll do off the top of my head, I want to say three high 300s range. Um, Fantastic. The one they actually expect to move a lot of the, so it goes light, wind, and land. Are the <laughs> that's the trim? Sorry, light, wind, land, and then the land GT line. Okay, um, light. <laughs> they, it's like they took took all the powertrain names from or the the tri- the trim names from Lucid. Mm. Oh, I guess, sort of. <laughs> yeah, because like the, don't hold the- me to that. I straight up <laughs> don't know. I'm not gonna pretend I do. But either way. So the, the light Weird. starts yeah. like 
at fifty nine nine ninety five. Right. Um, the one you are probably actually going to want to buy, like the all wheel drive, mm-hmm. like dual motor, big body, sorry, big battery, uh, is sixty five. Sidebar: Are they rear wheel drive? By, rear by drive default? based, and Ooh. then the the second motor is on the front yeah. axle. Wait, the dual motor is sixty five. Yeah. With a bigger battery. Yeah. For, like, five grand more. Yeah. All right. From what I recall. Now I'm starting to second guess myself, but I am pretty confident. Well, that's roughly what. I th- yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I recall, that's what you said in the story. Yeah. Let me so, double check my notes. So, now you got me second and, guessing and, myself. And, you ever so, get that thing where like someone <laughs> asks you a question, you're like, really? It's like, you know, well, now I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I knew the answer. <laughs> from what, what uh, I recall, the all-wheel drive dual motor was 65, and then like the decked-out models we had, uh, the GT line with like every option and stuff was 78. Yeah. And that's like what it, the GT model gives you. What kind of power? What kind of oh, range? Oh, it's, it's, sorry, it's G- GT line. So it's just GT fancy line. things. It's not any actually any better okay. of a performer. I shouldn't say that. There is a slight difference. They have self-leveling rear suspension for like towing and stuff, uh-huh. uh, and they can tow up to five thousand pounds with Ooh. with the uh, dual motor. Nice. Um, which is like pretty much which, more which, which is needs. like pretty much in line mm-hmm. with like every other three-ish yeah. row crossover type thing. Uh, yeah, they drive great. Um, they went for like a pretty futuristic-y kind of aesthetic on the exterior mm-hmm. that like's not too far, but like it looks like an EV without being super in your face about it. The interior space is far more traditional. Yeah, like still very tech forward, because because obviously, but like not like s- super retro futurism like Ionic vehicles. Yeah, arguably more usable interior space than the Model Y, which is much more usable. Similar, it, similarly yeah, priced. It doesn't do. The EV interior space thing, where it's just screen and tech and yeah. gloss and. Da, da, da. I like that about it. Yeah, it's I, nice. I, I like that about the EV9. It's nice. Uh, Kia's like infotainment system has been it's it's updated. So like they're running the same thing forever, yeah, and yeah. now they've updated it. It looks great. It functions really well. Yeah. Um, two 12-inch touchscreens with a little five-inch touchscreen in the middle, all in one curved frame. Um, the five-inch screen is just climate, and that can expand out to the other one. Okay, cool. Um, You also have physical climate. There's physical buttons for almost everything. That's wonderful. That's a mainstream three-row SUV if you don't... Yeah. It's super practical. There is, like, a shit ton of interior storage between the center console and the door pockets and, like, the slide-out rear console thingy. Um, The seats, front and rear, are captain's chairs um, with, like, extendable thigh supports, like Mm -hmm. a lounger. Even the driver's seat has this. <laughs> As a lounger, yes, really? yes, shit. <laughs> oh, I think they do that in the Ionic Five and the EV Six as well. Yeah, and they have yeah. like this new thingy they call Ergo Motion seats, basically massaging seat that o- yeah. activates automatically after half an hour to reduce nice. fatigue. Um, the third row is actually padded for people, like adults. I, like adults, it's not just a bench. That's an afterthought. So you real can people actually, can actually you can actually inside. sit back there wow. and not want to blow your brains out. It's actually like not okay. a bad place to sit. Charging ports everywhere. Piles of cargo space with the seats up or down. Like they, they did their homework. This yeah. thing's good. You guys talk. I'm gonna look up pricing and make sure it was right. Well, I wanted to yeah. ask if uh, if you think a banana fits quite well in in an EV9. <laughs> it is the the uh, the center storage space. How many bananas can you fit in the, the center console? On the front center console, comfortably, like, two or three. Um, <laughs> but in the rear, so the rear has, like, this large fold-out, sorry, not fold-out, but, like, slide-out drawer type thing. Honestly, you get, like, five bunches of bananas in there without breaking the sweat. <laughs> nice, nice. 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 So for those who perhaps might not have paid close attention to to the pictures, I bet, Nathan, uh, if he can incorporate a banana into every single picture of our story, uh, I'm buying him lunch. And I bought him lunch today. Cause he uh, he he did manage to include a banana in every single shot. So good job on you, Nathan. It is my <laughs> finest achievement as a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Crowning achievement. So uh, so it about- starts at so the EV nine starts at uh, $59,995. Yeah, bro, I said that. <laughs> you weren't sure. <laughs> well, I remember that. Uh, versus a Model Y, which is fifty-seven nine ninety, so little more expensive than a Model Y, but 
It looks a lot better. I think better. there's more size. There's yeah. like there's a lot more feature content. Much more usable and interior it looks too. Better. It's a lot more usable. Yeah, the pricing is like right, yeah. is like right in line with the Model Y because the because um, the mid range um, the mid range the cheapest dual motor all wheel drive EV9 you can get is sixty four nine ninety five, which is actually cheaper than the long range Model Y. Um, yeah, I was right. The the Dual motor, like sorry, big battery all-wheel drive is sixty-five grand. That, that's a that's a great deal. That's a great deal. Oh, the hallmark of a good EV design is there a frunk? There is a frunk. There is not much of a frunk because there's a motor in there. Oh, okay. but there is a frunk. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's it's. I, they did their homework. The thing is fantastic. It drives well. It's super quiet. Uh, it's really comfortable. It does all the things you could possibly reasonably expect a commuter vehicle to do and it looks pretty good doing it like nice. they did their homework nice yeah. i like the wheels wheels, are wheels look great yeah they're funky aren't they? yeah yeah they like, they're like deliberately funky but i'm like let's be different right like all these things look the same so like let's do something different with them yeah but they managed to keep the entire look relatively traditional mm-hmm. um, it does look it, fairly it, telluride it keeps like yes. the boxy thing well because the telluride has been such a hot seller because like it's it's a traditional looking suv yeah. it's not a pill like everything else yeah. It looks like a 90s Explorer, and it's all the better for it. Well, and now everyone's doing it. You know what's nice is that a lot of people that I talk to, and I'm I'm one of them as well, is I always wonder, it's yourself? like, why? Yeah, of course, I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is, like, uh, there's a lot of electric cars out there, and I know we harp on Mercedes here and there a little bit, um, who try to be very, very futuristic. Like in their look, yeah. in their like deliberately their like striking, yeah, and all of those yeah. things. Um, but I feel like most people I talk to, and it's not a scientific poll, is like they just want an electric version of the car they know. I get that yeah. sense too, and I feel like the EV9, I wasn't in it, but really looks like it does that. Nails that, yeah. yeah. Like it's different enough to appeal to someone who wants to be different, but it's not so different that it would alienate a regular. Like it wouldn't alienate a Telluride owner. Right, yeah. I could see a Telluride owner graduating into that. Mm. Like that's great. Yeah, like I, actually, I was gonna say I can't fault it. I can. <laughs> there is one substantial gripe that I have with it. Oh, um, substantial. The volume control thingy. We bitch about this a lot in different vehicles. How they go about it. Yeah. Um. It is a, a wheel. No. Oh. It's not a knob. It's a wheel. Okay. Like the a physical, wheel. actual. Yeah, but it's a physical wheel, wheel, which okay. is good, right? Okay. Yeah. So we don't we don't about physical controls except this one. Um, it is on the dashboard on a okay. vertical surface, right smack in the middle. Okay. Without like mm. much of a point to rest your hand on, like it's a vertical uh, surface where this wheel is on. So you go to. I'm gesturing. This is a this is auditory medium, but I'm gesturing. But like, you go to place your hand on this vertical yeah. surface to actuate this little wheel, and you press it. Inevitably, you press it and you mute it every uh, every fucking time. So you have it, to like, kind of like weirdly like cup it and then like use your thumb to do it. Wait, what are we talking about? Exactly. Um, that was the joke of the day. That and bananas. That was the joke of the day. Um, other than that. Faultless. Things terrific. I mean, it beats the EV6's volume arrangement in that it has that. It has like the switchable like yeah, volume thing, man, climate thing. Oh, so they dropped that, right? They went for more traditional, more usable, and like it, it works well. Everything works well except for that volume thing. <clears throat> are the uh, are the buttons on the steering wheel at least physical? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. like really, really like not a lot of sins in that thing. It's yeah. it's good vehicle. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of box on wheels, Nathan, where'd you come home to? Uh, yes, so I very graciously, thank you, Nicholas, had a <laughs> Volvo P60, sorry, V60 Polestar waiting for me when I returned. Ooh. I I don't want to sound unappreciative. We talked about this off mic a little bit. I am moderate salty that I didn't have more time with it because uh, it's fucking really good. So we were talking <laughs> about this off mic. Yeah. You seriously put this on the same... It's in that pedestal level. as the 300C and the IS500. I adore really? it. Yes. As like, really? Wait, wait. Yes. Why those two? Like, I, I know you you love those. Yeah. But you feel there's a similarity or you just mm, like them? No, it's because it's seven. Like, so, like, I've had a bunch of sports sedans this year yeah. that have been like 
450, 500-ish horsepower. Right. Worth 78 grand. Specifically that, 78 grand. <laughs> right. That had been very good. Like, fucking very good. Yeah. And this falls very neatly into that. And it's fucking very good. And it's 78 grand. How much power does this have? 455 horsepower. Does it? And 523 foot-pounds of torque. Wow. And it's electric torque, so it's right fucking mm. down. <clears throat> and, like, the way they set it up, so, like, Volvo has been getting away from their, like, convoluted twin charge setup um, on their newer vehicles, their newer flagships, like the S90 and the XC90, yeah. and now dripping down to this V60 Polestar. Um, Two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder uh it's a brand new engine yeah smooth quiet sounds good doesn't sound like a sewing machine does sound good i will sounds grant you good. that when i stole it yeah. for uh when i i took a first spin and i was very surprised at how great it sounded yeah uh very punchy off the line too yeah super punchy sounds great but not obnoxious it doesn't do like it doesn't have like yeah. a big false baritone no snap crackle pop theatric yeah. bullshit it's just like it's just serious well it's a <laughs> It's a Volvo. Yeah. It's supposed to fly under the radar. Right. And it does. And it does that very neatly. And then you also have like big electric shove behind you too. Yeah. Um, And like, I like how they set it up with like, it's just a front wheel drive car with an electric motor on the rear axle. That's it. It's not Mm -hmm. like mechanical all wheel drive. There's no drive shaft. There's no connection. It's just, they're both just doing their separate thing. And you would never know that they're doing their separate thing because they've calibrated it so deftly that it's absolutely fucking perfect it's so good i love it that is awesome sorry is it is it a hybrid or is it a it is a plug-in hybrid yeah so it's so it's advertised from what i recall 60 kilometers of range and i got like i got 70 wow yeah you you beat the range estimate like last week when it was cold and garbagey wow yeah i uh just like i wasn't trying just uh Mm. looking this up like the two liter turbo four on its own Produces 312 horsepower and yeah. 295 pound feet of torque. That's, yeah, still pretty solid. That's, yeah, and then that's the, strong. Yeah, and then the motor fills in 147 horsepower and 220-ish foot pounds. So like it will happily propel itself on EV power alone yeah. for a healthy distance on the highway, whatever. And it doesn't feel like a dog. It doesn't feel slow ever. And I like how you noticed this because you drove it. I'm pointing mm-hmm. at Nicholas. Um, it does that like the sliding scale thing where the tack would be, where it shows you like where, like a lot of hybrids have like a power yeah. gauge where it shows like how much power you're using, whether or not yeah. you're charging. Right. And it has like a sliding point where you're gonna trip the gas yeah. engine oh, to fire. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's very good about this. So like when it's when the battery's fully topped up, it's pretty far up there. So you gotta like lean into it pretty hard to fire the gas Absolutely. engine. Oh, yeah. And it'll show you that. It's okay. You're you're right. You're right at the threshold. If you want more power, fucking kick it a little bit more and gas it'll engine on. In, yeah. Um, if you're in like regular hybrid, non-sport, whatever, it's mode. pretty low. Yeah, yeah. And then like if there's no battery in it, then that point falls it's down. Only. Yeah. So you can deliberately kind of stay on it or out of it or whatever have you. Um, and you can set it. I like I like when you like when you're given this level of granular control. They can set it to just charge and run the engine. Yeah. Yeah. And what charge I- the battery so that you can run it on the highway and then get off the highway and glide on EV power. What I so I like that in theory. I don't like I I don't really really like how Volvo integrated um, the controls to do that because you do have to go digging into the infotainment in order to play with those settings. Yeah, oh. you do. So, but it's like one button setting driver mode and they're all right there. I just kind of left them up because like I left those up. I have the map on the guys. Help me. Instrument cluster. cluster. Gauge cluster, thank you. Words. Um, (laughs) Words are hard. The map's up there, and then just, like, I didn't need to know what I was listening to. It was just forward or back on the steering wheel. So it's super intuitive. Although the the Mazda, like the CX-90P, had just, like, a button on the... the, uh, Right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Button button would be nice, but also it would interrupt that fucking flawless interior aesthetic they got going on. (laughs) (laughs) It's... it's, I really dig the theme minimalism. I think the... V60 is like peak uh, Volvo minimalism. It's um, so good, especially like there's a crystal shift knob too. Crystal, right? So as much as I like bitch about like why is everything black on black? Why do I have to have like you know carbon trim and everything or metallic trim? This does all that, and it has gloss black surfaces, but it does it really well, and it looks <laughs> so good. There, there's yeah, there's some kind of weird restraint to it, even though you're saying it does all of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that just that just works. Um, it, it just like like they just 
it's like take it to school, man. That thing's good. Are they like, still are they still on the like that Google UI thing? They are still on the Google UI thing. I still don't love it. I wish they would revert back to like previous gen census. That was an excellent yeah. infotainment system. Yeah. This one is fine. I've made peace with it. I know how to use it now, but I definitely did not love it first time out and I wish but I don't see why it has to be this way when they already have demonstrated they know how to do it better. Right. Anecdotally, I've come across a lot of people who bitched about census and this new uh, Google-based system. Uh, I am fully in the camp that if you have ever used any sort of smartphone or tablet in your life, there shouldn't be any sort of a learning curve to yeah. You can figure it out pretty quick. Infotainment systems. Yeah. It's yeah. It's pretty easy to to figure out if you've ever used a tablet. Yeah. Another thing I like I liked about it, and I'm not sure Nathan, if actually you probably picked up on this. Um, a lot of other cars that do the all digital instrument cluster that lets you show a map in the gauge cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feed whatever you have going on 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 CarPlay. However, the Volvo does does dis- does display your Google Map route in the gauge cluster, and I really like that. Okay, so I I came at it differently because I despise CarPlay and Android Auto with every fiber of my being. Really hate them. We'll never use them. <laughs> oh, okay. quick backpedal. Uh, big update for the EV9. Now has wireless CarPlay and auto. <laughs> lot, like a lot yeah. of Kias don't. Yeah. Okay, right? like let's touch on that thing. later. Yeah, because I, I have I, more I, thoughts about that. <laughs> okay, um, but like I'm used to using Google-based things mm-hmm. because Android man's. Yep. Um, and yeah, I like how it just shows the route on yeah. the map. Like it, it integrates really well. I don't like again. This this is a weirdo Google Census thing. So like on Census, you could set up the cluster to display in the center pretty much anything you wanted, as is the case with most digital gate clusters. On the new Google-based system, you get a map or you get black screen. Yeah. The Polestar 2 I had uh, earlier this yeah. year was like that, too. I, I'm that's not sure. That's, that's a new Volvo thing that I don't get, like, or understand. It's a bit like, too minimalist for my taste. Yeah. Like, I get what Volvo typically does with their whole minimalism thing. I think the gauge cluster is a bit too minimalist. It's, it's too sparse. Feels with, unfinished. Without, yeah. That's, that's the thing, right? So, like, it, like, well, it's 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 the lack of choice. You get a map, we get nothing. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty obvious they want. Okay, well, I guess the map should Is the, the map one, should yeah. be in the cluster, and the main screen should be other shit. I don't know what that shit is. That's up to you, <laughs> but it should be other shit because the map's in front of you, and that's fucking it. <clears throat> so, um, but still, you love this thing. So, but like, um, but like, how? So, what I can't understand is that how this. How the V60 Polestar tugs uh-huh. at your heartstrings the same way as the IS500 slash A300C does. Doesn't do it in the same way. Really? Not even close to the same way. Okay. Those yeah, cars that, like those cars like tug at my heartstrings. Like right. they make me feel like a kid again. The V60 makes me feel like an adult, and it makes me think being an adult is pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, okay. I, like, I like that. Okay, that's fair. I was gonna ask how's uh like how's the transmission in that thing? Disappears. Yeah, like it's it's not engagey and fun and like slappable in the way like a ZF8 is, right? Because because that's God's own transmission yeah, and we can't all have that naturally. <laughs> but it's out of the way. It's very good. It's unobtrusive. It knows like when to hold gears and like it's it's just out of the way and that's what I want an automatic to do. And then did yours have the Bowers and Wilkins audio system in it? Yeah. God, that's good, eh? It's so good. It's bumping. It's such a lovely place to sit. The seats are great. I love the seats with the black leather and the little plaid cloth inserts. I love the gold seat belts that yeah. coordinate with uh, the gold brake calipers. Yep. And the little tiny gold, like, wheel valve stem caps. Um, oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, little, little, little detail things. I think it um, looks fantastic. The, the whole thing is the just... V6, it's every V60 hot. looks good. Yeah. Yep. And then you put, like, those, like, gangster-ass machine-wide spokes yep. on it. Yep. And, like, lower it an inch and a half. That thing looks good. Really good, yeah. Yeah. So am I the only one who doesn't really get the appeal of the manually adjustable um, dampers? You are the only one. (laughs) Okay, but... Okay. Really? Okay. Okay. Why? Why? I will agree. Why do I have to go underneath the car? I will agree. You don't have to go underneath the car. Because race car. You do have to... No, you open the hood, dude. They're right there. What about the rears? You have to go under the car. No, I'm pretty sure there's a panel or something. I honestly met the check and I didn't have enough time to look at this. 
Yeah. So to but, clar- I mean, clarify, it's cool. It's no, it's, it's not like cool. It's fucking sick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're just like it's like it's like rebounding compression in one, right? Like yeah. Typical. There's sweet yeah. Olin shocks. Yeah. Um, with manual adjustment but instead you have to of do every each one yeah, but individually. Just, yeah, but Why just, can't you just push the button inside? Well, because that costs a lot of money. And it's probably going to break or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you can open the hood and go like, yo, check it. <laughs> Factory Olin's coils, buddy. Fucking look at this shit. That is pretty wild. Bragging rights, I guess. <laughs> like, it's sweet. And also, it's so well set up. Like, it's... So that car rides hard. That is one of the hardest riding cars mm-hmm. I've driven this year. Really? But it's so wonderfully balanced that like it, it's a very like perfect suspension that like it just kind of steamrolls over everything there's like an aberration the wheel absorbs a clump and that's it it's done moving hmm. there's no bobbing there's yeah. no body motion there's no weaving floating it's just gone. that's it gone <laughs> like it absorbs everything it is so tight it is so well balanced that car wants to rotate if you punch nope. it hard enough really it's so good it's like that car I've been going back and forth on whether I want to like lower and harden my own personal car because I'm kind of enjoying the cushy ass like 80s era ride it has and getting in that car I was like oh yeah that's right this is sick I'm definitely doing this <laughs> I want this this is amazing some Owens yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course there's also an appreciable difference between an 88 535i and a 2024 substantial but either way I was kind of being an old man and being on the fence about like if I want to give up my ride quality mm-hmm. and now having driven that Volvo around, oh that's right I actually love this shit this is what it's like when a car is set up properly right. yeah. like most fast cars fast like stock factory out of the box cars feel like stock fast factory out of the box cars there's a little bit left on the table there's a little bit of edge that's Mm -hmm. still there it's still set up to be a commuter car it's not really dialed for track work they'll do it they're not really like dialed Mm -hmm. for it yeah that volvo was fucking dialed huh huh okay and if you want you can dial it further with the dials it's so good each every single all four of them yeah shock absorber yeah separately yes and then after that, you fucking cruise home in the HOV green express lane, whatever. You fucking get off the highway. You putz around in one pedal mode because you can set, you can turn creep off because of course you can. It's a fucking hybrid with electric propulsion to get you off the line. Well, you, so, can, t- well, you can do that with my press car too that I had last week. Yeah, but yours is a dedicated EV. This is the best of both worlds. This no. is a fun, fast gas car that sounds pretty good and also does all the EV things. I love one pedal driving. I love it. So the fact that I can have, like, a back road Hoonigan machine and also a perfect one-pedal lazy-ass EV commuter thing where I can take the stupid fast lanes and park in the green car parking and not use any gas and be perfectly smooth and quiet and have a ton of space and look like a... I fucking love that. (laughs) It it appeals to me on a very cerebral level. Like, I love the IS500 and the 300C and that Cadillac CT4V Blackwing. Those Mm -hmm. are all amazing cars. This is way way smarter right. not hmm. better but way smarter no, I get it, it makes I like way more sense the analogy you said about the uh adult fun in yeah. the pg way but yeah um yeah, yeah I, I think that the car is really good it's fucking delicious i love that thing <laughs> all right so speaking of reasonably sporty evs nathan wasn't that the only one uh with a uh for lack of a better word reasonably sporty ev uh i had the uh bmw i4 X Drive 40E. Are you done? Sorry, what? <laughs> I think. You want to run that by me again? <laughs> it's a mouthful of a name. Okay, so, um, in a nutshell, this is a new for twenty new for twenty twenty four trim. It's basically an all wheel drive version of the uh, of the mid level trim in the i four lineup. So you get the so i four M forty X Drive E. It's not an M forty. Oh, sorry, not not an M sixty. It's just a. Re- it's just a regular X drive, non M. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Wait, did it have any M badges though? Of course it did. Every Obviously. Of course it, it had a steering wheel. <laughs> okay, so it's not an M, but it had M things. Correct. It, gotcha. had, M, okay. it had the M Sport package, but it wasn't an M. So it's not an M40 whatever. or whatever. M40, M60, whatever. No. Okay. No. Um, 
Dare I say it's the best kept secret in BMW's lineup? I for didn't it drove surprisingly well. Didn't we? Uh, I uh, genuinely don't recall. Was that not our green vehicle year last year, or was no. that the GV60? Uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken, the Taycan was uh, green vehicle of the year. That's right. But the i4 was like a big honorable mention because we yeah. all loved it. Yeah, the yeah. Taycan barely beat out the rear-wheel drive version that that we had last year. Right. Um, yeah. Best kept secret in, BM, in BMW's lineup. It feels remarkably engaging for an EV. Like Nathan, you were you were alluding to the V60 being surprisingly tail happy. Uh, the i4 is like that much Damn. better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. Good steering. Surprising. Uh, decent amount of feedback for an EV. Um, yeah. B- BMW is good at. at- a lot of with EVs, a lot of EVs feel like EVs. Yeah, and then this like, does not. It, and it, that does not, right? Like Porsche, BMW, when they set out to make an EV, it feels like a car. Yep. That just happens to be electric, yep. and that's exactly the i four. Yeah. Um, I, felt, are, I got are, that with the i five. It just felt like a big BMW that just happened to be quiet. What are the specs in the i four? Uh, so this you, version. So you've got three hundred and thirty five horsepower, uh, all wheel drive. Uh, zero to sixty. I want to say in the mid fives, the mid the 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 mid five second range. It isn't as fast as like it doesn't do the whole, you know, with something like a Kia EV6. Yeah, yeah uh, like rip EV6 your face off yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It it doesn't rip your face off, but instead it's a lot more. It's punchy, but it's a lot more linear. Nice. Like, so, like so it still has like gumption on the highway it doesn't just totally fall flat on its face absolutely (laughs) unlike yeah unlike the mustang maki the i4 does not fall flat on its face uh it's very punchy um and you know what i'm used to the front grill (laughs) it still has not grown Uh, like it's i think it's finally grown on me yeah (laughs) clearly this is an unpopular opinion but I I, 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 oh, I hate, hate I hate that you're right. I hate <laughs> myself. Really? I, I fucking hate myself for saying this. Okay. But okay. it's actually finally grown up. But are I, you I, putting I, modifiers on it? Like if it's all if the car's in black and no, the black? No, or our Tesla was like, orange. I I'm gonna and put, it still I'm gonna put I mean like on, so on the M three CS I had this yeah. summer. I still right? think the M three and M four are Yeah, the green one. That that thing was like crazy obnoxious. Like like screaming bright green, gold wheels, this massive donk grill that's like highlighted with like red and junk. Yeah. Um, I think I thought I felt it worked on that because the rest of the car was so obnoxious that like the yeah. the big sniff was like yeah that fits there. Um, I still like, I'm getting used to it just because we spend so much time around these things and because we know now that they're fucking the best cars. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, you see a previous gen. And you're like, wow, that looks way better. Exactly, and yeah. that's and that that sentiment hasn't gone away for me. No, like, it hasn't. I mm. see the previous generation, uh, like an M3 or what have you, and you're just like, that's a good looking yeah. car. Yeah, like um, BMW has been experimental with their design in the past, like with the Bangle era. Yeah, and we yeah. look back on those cars now, and and there's a big sense of like, maybe they were onto something. Because <laughs> they all look really good. The E65 series, which we're all E60. kind of like wonky about, was like, oh, that car looks great, right? Like, they were all kind of like, uh-oh. Remember <laughs> the 7 came out? Yeah. And then like, uh-oh, now what? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, hey, I like that 7 now. Um, And those cars have all aged very well. I don't think that will be the case with these. Because they just look like regular BMWs with, I think, more anonymous silhouettes. Especially the 4. The first 4 really upset me. Because, like, from the rear three-quarter, it looked like a Honda Accord Coupe. It was a very anonymous design that got rid of a lot of BMW hallmarks. Right. And then added a big, obnoxious hallmark on the front. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was, like, I thought it was sloppy design. I feel like they're coming around in it. Like, the 7, the X7, I7. Yep. That's a direction they should be moving in. I think that's, like, the striking, semi-obnoxious thing done right. Yeah, I think I that, think that I, works. Yeah, those grills work, but it, they're also on bigger vehicles. Like, they're also much just, bigger yeah. vehicles, right? That they work on those. Yeah, and I think the 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 new five is like an admission of oh okay, yeah. oops, dialing it back a shade. Yeah, moving a different direction. 
Well, it's not like BMW puts the big sniff on their volume sellers, right? The X3 and the X5 still have the medium-sized uh, sniff. The 3 Series yeah, still, still have they still have like, mod- like medium sniff. Yeah. But they're also... They only really push the, the styling envelope with their well, like niche the, models. Well, like the 4 was the first to get it, and that's not niche at all. No, Ford but I guess it was a way to differentiate, like, the yeah. coupe. I, well, I mean, I, I, I would kind of consider a two-door coupe a niche model. Yeah, in this day. It's that's like stream modest like a, niche at best. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying, though. And, like, I think the argument is that, like, the X3, 5, 6, whatever, are all, like, oh, oh, pardon me, we're all older <laughs> shapes. Yeah. Um. And granted, they were all just updated for 24. They had the option to put the big sniff on, and they did not. Mm. True. So I, I, I don't know what that says. Maybe it says something. Maybe it says nothing. Maybe they just realized they couldn't incorporate it onto that face. I don't know. I, I could see them walking it back. I can see them walking it back. They clearly they did with the five. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. Um, At the expense of it looking really anonymous. The rear three-quarter round thing is like, what am I looking at? Is huh. that like a, a yeah, it's it kind of like, like just a chonky Lexus. Yeah, yeah. The red color certainly helps the i4. I mean, I see a lot of them on the road and uh, like you know the standard white, silver, black, whatever. Um, our tester was orange, uh, very flattering to the car's shape. Probably um, like a copper, wasn't it? Mm, I, granted, I saw this thing for like ninety seconds and it, did not drive it, so it don't is, hold me to it. But I recall it being copper. Not really. Uh, it's more orange. I'm pretty sure I'm right. It was copper. It, like, dude, it was literally, literally <laughs> my <laughs> press. I spent seven days looking at it. That's I know what joke. color. <laughs> like, like taxi orange? No, no, like. No, I'm more like copper. See this at all? Sorry, did you say burnt orange? <sighs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> in, the, in, in the vein of. You want to? You want to finish that for me? No. <laughs> um, interesting observation about. About uh, about the i4, uh, it does have Bavarian Jesus mode, uh, right? For those who are unaware, it's what we've nicknamed Assist Plus. Uh, but it must be running an older version of it because on the newer cars, um, Assist Plus activates automatically. Yes, it's a it's a weird mixed bag that's tripping up a few times. Yeah, yeah. On the i4, it only works under sixty kilometers an hour, and you have to manually turn it on. And it only works under 60? Under 60. Yep. Yeah. So, under like, 16. the X6 I had, so the first 24-year BMW I had was like that, where, like, it would really? say, Assist Plus Ready, and then you hit the button to change the mode, yeah. and then it starts working. But the X7 does that but, automatically. Yes. And so, and so the, the X5, 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 6, and the I, and the 760 I had all have, like, new Bavarian Jesus, where you... Yeah. This is where the name came from, where it's it just says Bavarian Jesus. It doesn't say Bavarian Jesus ready. It says <laughs> driver plus. says plus ready, and you just take your hands off the wheel, and it just starts working. Yeah. I couldn't... Honestly, for the most of the time I had the 760, I didn't know how to turn it on. <laughs> because I was used to the yeah. X6, where I thought, like, well, no, you press a button, you change the mode, and then, right. and then it does it. And I'm like, why isn't this working? And like, it works sometimes, and it didn't occur to me that it works when I took my hand off the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> just let him and take I clued the in wheel. one day, like, oh my god, just let Jesus take the wheel. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to okay, circling back to what you said about the EV9 finally getting CarPlay. Uh Wireless CarPlay. Uh I have thoughts. Uh So you are in the Tucson Hybrid this week, uh-huh. which is supposedly a fully low. Not quite full, fully fully loaded, but it still has. Would you say it is jammed? No, okay. <laughs> I'm saying it's fully loaded. Okay, it still has the big infotainment. Um, I could not figure out why none of Kia, none of Hyundai Kia Genesis's upgraded infotainments had wireless, didn't have wireless CarPlay. Meanwhile, the base cars did. Mm-hmm. What did they figure out finally oh. with the EV9? Actually, you know, so um, nobody asked. Really? I didn't ask, and <laughs> I don't know. So I think we're all just delayed. Oh, now we got it. That's sick. So wait, that's still a thing today? It's still a thing. Yeah. So like, like so a, you go drop a hundred and some odd grand on a G90 right now that will yep. not have wireless CarPlay. Oh, goodness. Well, our two note that we have this week doesn't have it. Doesn't have wireless. And I think part of it is, from what I recall... Because someone asked this when I was at the Nero launch last year. It's because of 5G. <laughs> um, 
it was something to do with like a legacy parts decision from like the big wigs in Korea. It was a case of like, well, this one has this and this one doesn't. I think like I think it's because the newer models happen to be the more economically oriented models. So they have this newer generation of like hardware built into them right. where they can do that. Um, and the old ones don't. Like it's just a life cycle thing? Yeah. Like or sorry, and the nicer ones don't. Yeah. Because they're just slightly older. Just a different phase in the life cycle and just haven't gotten there yet. But are getting there now. Hmm. And also, for whatever it's worth, it didn't work. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Like, it worked. I shouldn't say that. It worked well. Like, there was no issues with connectivity or anything. But, like, a lot of people were complaining that, like, okay, you plug your phone into CarPlay cause to do the, the, pre, yeah. the predetermined mm-hmm. drive route on these these events. Um, and then you throw in the wireless charger in the center stack. And so while the phone is working really hard to display maps ah. and also wirelessly charging, which is crazy and efficient, yeah. the phones oh. overheat and stop working. Ouch. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So, like, maybe they were onto something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How's the E2 sold otherwise? Uh, you drove it. What do you think? <laughs> it's a crossover. It's crossover. Yeah, I mean, we fine. took it out for, for, for a boot for the sake of taking it out for a boot before podcasting. Um, surprised it doesn't have a CVT. I'm also surprised it doesn't have uh, Hyundai Kia's eight-speed dual clutch it's got a traditional six-speed automatic well i think it's because the dual clutch didn't work that's why they stopped using yeah, it. yeah i can see why and this might just be a case of it never made it there and thank god yeah <laughs> i think caution wise it's pretty good i mean yeah i think uh, like, if you're thinking of target demographic like yeah. i think it's perfectly fine yeah um, it, it's fine for four, for 40 grand it is well equipped it looks good it's it's fine yeah, yeah it's a good value play because yeah. like I'm salty after the Volvo, but like it's a fine vehicle. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's yeah, good. My, it starts. It's quiet enough. It's comfortable enough. It's it works. It's, yeah, it's a vehicle. Is, There's lots of room. It, yeah. it, like it is actually very competitively priced compared to other hybrids. Oh, absolutely. In the, market. the cheapest Rav4 hybrid you can get is what? Forty six. Well, the, no, the cheapest Rav4 hybrid you can get is actually undercuts this at like yeah. thirty eight. Okay. But that's like very basic Bare spec. Yeah. A comparably spec Rav4 would be forty six. Which this, is which this, will be like this is forty and a half. Wow. Yeah, that's a big that's a big difference. That's a big difference. Cheapest and if I'm not mistaken, the C R V hybrid, new for twenty three. Um, that's on you, I have no idea. That's uh, <laughs> over fifty. Over fifty. Right. Yeah. But those Top also come like loaded though. Yeah. yeah. Right? So yeah. like Yeah, so so what Hyundai's done is they they've just like loaded this thing up to be like a volume seller, like right. undercut and be competitive. And it, it feels, especially coming out of like a brand spanking new like next gen Hyundai Kia product. It feels for it's rubbing off on me poorly because <laughs> I'm coming off a brand new Hyundai <laughs> Kia product with like new everything, right. yeah. yeah, and like doesn't with with the newer stuff they've kind of learned not to commit the sins we all hate like capacitive touch, right, shortcuts and gloss black everything. Like they're getting away from all that shit. The Tucson still does that shit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you and can, like, I just had a frankly fucking vastly superior four cylinder hybrid a day ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a little apples it's and oranges. Still your a it is. It is apples. Like, it's very apples and oranges. It's not fair. I'm just. It's I am personally. Like, I, I I know that I sound like derisive of this vehicle now, and I shouldn't be because it's, not it's that fine. Bad. It's not bad. Outside of that weird squeak in the rear, it's not bad. Yes. Like it's comfy, it's quiet, it's well equipped, it's great on gas. Um, I wish the heat worked. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that too. Even though yeah. in my little test, because like the, when the ba- hybrid battery is full, it doesn't run the engine, and that means you get no heat. And like, unlike on say the Volvo, um, <laughs> where like the heated seat and steering wheel get hot like fucking yesterday, this thing takes a minute. Yeah. And you don't have an engine to warm you up along the. It's just like there's just a lot of little things that are bugging me about it. But like for forty grand, that's a lot of car. It's pretty good. I also found it's like a good value play. I yeah. tried to. The battery was a little less than half, and I, I tried to like please run it down because I just want to keep that engine running. <laughs> it's cold out. I tried to keep it in EV mode. Yeah, and like the faintest of pedal touches would take it out of EV. Uh, really? Like, well, yeah. I had the exact opposite experience. I drove all the way to Home Depot today, and it, like I could not like the only way I get the damn engine to start was to put it in sport mode. Really? Yeah. So I it was... really pissed me off. It was fucking freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Maybe I just have a heavy foot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Um, and that takes us to the end of 
this week's episode. Um, I'd ask you guys uh, what we're what we're in next week, but this is our final episode for 2023. Um, we well, we wanted to thank we we also wanted to thank you all for tuning in uh, this year. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us while we kind of relaunch this thing and yeah. F- find a new identity and it's working yeah, exactly. out pretty well and we appreciate all the support along the way guys this, yeah. this is what number episode number 17 so final one for Ooh. final one for 2023 yeah we're having a lot of fun hope you are too yeah yeah cool and um and just in case you guys just can't get enough of doubleclutch.ca uh until we come back next year uh with uh with our podcast you can keep tabs on us on socials at doubleclutch.ca yeah yeah that's it merry christmas happy holidays happy new year yeah have a good one we'll see you in 2024 take care guys